Welcome. And thank you for joining the Father's Vineyard podcast. We are located at 724 Oakland Road in Spindale, North Carolina, and invite you to join us. We are a church that loves God, loves people, and makes a difference. And now, let's join today's service. Oh, did they do a great job today or what? Awesome job, awesome job. The dancers did an awesome job. We're happy for you guys, girls, to be here and, and uh, worshiping God. Bob Jones told me one time, he said, keep your dancers. And I said, I don't have any plan to get rid of them. He said, better keep them. He said, they're the one that keeps poverty away. And I said, okay, we need some more dancers. No, so, uh, but thank you so much for worshiping God with, with your, the members of your body. Y'all do such a great job honorably, and, and uh, these guys do such a great job. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Let's see, I got a couple of things. Uh, let's see. Ronnie Jenkins, we need to pray for him and his family. They've been sick. Uh, so, Father, in Jesus' name, we just ask you to live, lift the affliction from that home. And, uh, Lord, we pray that the Holy Spirit's presence would be felt tangibly and their bodies would respond to your healing power in Jesus' name. Let's see. Um, oh, we've got um, a newlywed with us today. Uh, not newlywed. Both of them are here today. It's Matt and Christy. They got married Wednesday. Stand up. Let us see who y'all. Yeah. I, li I like that. I really do. Just, just happy. Just real happy. Um, we've been talking about doors for a couple of weeks. Has anyone in here had an open door? We're talking about open doors. Has anybody in here in the last three weeks had an open door, to, a door to open in their life? Why don't you stand your feet? It, don't, don't just raise your hand. Stand your feet. So, the, great. See, this is the year for the open door. Amen. Amen. God bless. Amen. To God. You know, you know, you're, you know, you can sing. Good. Sometimes you can sing with the right attitude. And sometimes you can sing with the bad attitude. I'm going to go to this side. See how honest y'all are. No. <laughs> sometimes you can sing with a good attitude. and Sometimes you can sing with a bad attitude. If you're singing with a bad attitude, you're going to be singing, Blasted insurance. My money is gone. I'm not down in the insurance companies. I'm not really. So you know, you're, you know you have a bad attitude when you go that way. You know, but uh, blessed, blessed assurance. Amen. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else I need to run by you folks? Uh, yeah. Here. Um, unwrap them for me. Just, we have... Uh, we have Cups for the vineyard. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, they'll be available for the congregation. Uh, we bought a hundred. 
a little over 100, I think. But um, you want one? Okay. But they're $15 a piece. But, but if you buy two, you can get two for 30. <laughs> I need that drummer. You know, but uh, anyway, I don't need this up here. But anyway, they, they look great. Uh, they they really do. So they'll be at the information center for you to for you to purchase and, and all. But anyway, okay, Randy, do we have our song ready? We do. It won't take, but just you got it. And how many of you know who, who's this especially for? Say us. us. Say me. me. This is especially for me. I got some visitors back here too. Y'all may as well go ahead and say it's especially for me. I got some other visitors, especially for me. All right, this is for me. All right. So let's fellowship just for a minute. Y'all the little rascals I know, so stand up fellowship just for a minute or two. Say hello. Mom, there I am. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see if we can find our way to the seat.
Uh, didn't that feel good? Yeah. I got a white speck. I didn't. Brenda, Brenda tell me, said, well, you didn't have to tell everybody. <laughs> no, that's just me. How many of you love Jesus? Oh, yeah, he's worth it all, isn't he? Amen. Um, I want to share, I want to start a series today. I, bet, I really believe I've been led of the Lord to start this thing on... Uh, on uh, learning how to stand firm. And I do believe in the day that we're living in, we, we need to be able to stand firm. Uh, our, our day is difficult. We have difficult things going on. We have a lot of troubles, a lot of trials, a lot of things we can't change in the natural. Uh, but God can change, you know, by his power and all. But even with everything that's going on, you know, he tells us not to be afraid. Do not be deceived and to stand strong. Um, <clears throat> One of the things we cannot do is start seeing the circumstances that are around us and all the upheaval and the things that are happening uh, in our country and all over the world. We can't start making the cultural environment, the, the world circumstances, situations, we can't, we can't start building that as God's answer for the world. You understand what I'm saying? You can't, you can't give up. Yeah, we got difficult to help. We have all of these things that are, that are happening that are going on. But we can't start building our, our life around that. We need to build our life in the spirit of the Lord. That's what we have to do. And uh, we, can't, we can't start making the darkness that we see the thing that we have to tolerate. You know, Isaiah said it's going to get dark. It's going to be grossly dark. But the Word of God reveals that to us in order to reveal to us the part, the first part of that when he says, Arise and shine, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Then later, he said, just a few verses later, a couple verses later, he talks about how gross the darkness is. But before he ever told you that, he said, arise. I want you to arise and I want you to shine. You know, and, he, and the Bible says that he has put us, also in that same passage, he said, the darkness of people's understanding. Not only, he's talking about a spiritual darkness. And it said it's going to be beyond people's understanding. And you're, you and I are going to be the ones that is going to bring the light and bring understanding to those that don't have it. Amen. You may say, how so? Because we're going to arise and we're going to shine because the Spirit of the Lord is upon us. 
uh, one of the things we cannot do is begin to allow our theology to be one that empowers the enemy and puts down humanity that is in Christ. Do you get what I said with that? We can't have a theology, can't, can't have a view of God that we empower the enemy with all that he's doing and all that he has done. We can't, we can't empower him to continue to be and lessen the humanity, us, in Christ. In Christ, we can what? Say it out loud. How many things? See, see, we, we can't look at what the enemy's doing and empower what he's doing by, by saying things like, oh, well, that's just the way it is. That's, that, that might be the way it is now, but it's not that way forever. Amen. God's on the throne. We just got through singing about God being on the throne. What does that mean? He has all power. And he's telling us the spirit of the Lord is upon us. So we, we need to take the action that we need to take. We need to be able to stand in a place that belongs to him and belongs to us. But see, we'll say, we'll have to think, well, I can't do that. Okay. But that's not the end of the, that's not the end of the statement. I can't do that alone. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because we're going to be faced with a lot of things that we can't do. I tell you, I tell you what, for the, next, for the next three or four seconds, just breathe without God. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. It just ain't going to happen. Why? Because he supply. He is the supplier. He is the supplier of everything that we need and everything that we need to be in him. Dr. Martin Luther King said this. Darkness cannot be, can, cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can can do that. Every, he also said, every man must decide whether he will walk in the light of created altruism, which is benevolence, or in the darkness of destructive selfishness. Every person's going to choose. Every person. He said that also. I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 6, and uh, we're going to talk, it's going to be just a few weeks, I don't, I don't know how many it'll go, but we're going to talk about being able to stand in a world that is against us. How many of you know the world is not for us? Jesus made this statement, you know, and, and, and when you think about what he's saying, you know, he, he said, you know, all nations. Did he say some? He said all nations 
will rise up and they'll hate you because of my name. Do you know that includes America? See, America doesn't have a covenant with God. Israel does. And God has a covenant with them. But I have good news. Every one of you that's been born again, we have been grafted in. So, uh, America has people who is in covenant with God. But we're still being used of God for his purposes. Even when we don't follow him, he's using us in a good way. Ephesians chapter 6, let's look at this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Now, before this, he's been talking about husbands and wives, employees, employers, and, and how to live a Christian life with other people. And then he gets to this place of saying, finally, finally, I want you to be strong, be, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. See, that be strong means to, uh, to it's an imperfect tense, which doesn't matter, but uh, it means to do it over and over and over, to be, to repeat it. You just don't be strong in the Lord one time. He said, be strong in the Lord over and over and over. So every time you need to be strong in the Lord, guess what you have the ability to do? Do it again. You have the ability to do it again, to be strong in the Lord. And in the strength of his might, that means, in the that word strength means it's powerful. It's power. It's like, it's like the power, the power to be able to do miracles. The power to do, be able to do what, what God wants you to do. See, we, we treat God like he's mean to us a lot of times or he's bad to us, but he's really not. When we go through things and we don't understand it, we've we, we got a lot of questions, and I understand the questions. I, I do. We all have some of the questions, but he, say, he says, I've given you the ability, I've given you grace to be able to accomplish everything that I've set in front of you to do. We can't form a theology that, re that goes against that. That's what I was talking to you earlier. We can't, we can't put a theology together about God that strengthens the enemy and weakens our ability in Christ. We can't do that. We, we've got to be able to say the right things and do the right things and believe the right things in order to be able to do what the Bible is going to tell us to do here. Then he says, he said, be strong in the Lord in the strength of his might. His might means his ability to accomplish. See, what can he accomplish? What's impossible for him? Nothing, 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 nothing. So he has the ability to do the impossible. And he said, you need to make sure that you are in that power because you're strong in him. You need to make sure you're in that power 
and in the strength of his ability. How many of you have said, I'm just not able? How many of you have ever said that? Okay. I'm going to go to this other side and see how honest they are. <laughs> I'm messing with you. How many of you said, I'm just not able? About something, I'm just not, I'm just not able to do that. And the Lord, when the, and we sort of put stock in that. We sort of buy into it. And God said, I, I, want you to, I want you to hear what I have to say about it. How many of you want to know what God has to say about it? Five people. I'm calling. I'm making an altar call right now. No. God has a lot to say about you and what you're supposed to do. And we got to be able to stand in that place believing him that we will accomplish the other side even though we don't even see how it's going to happen. Amen. Has God ever done a miracle in you? Raise your hand. Great. Look at the hands. All over. Keep them up. All right. Let them back down. Has God ever done a miracle through you? Raise your hand. If God's done a miracle through you. He's already done it. But that needs to be a lifestyle. That's a lifestyle for us. He tells us to be strong. He said, put on the armor of God that you may be able to stand firm. Stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Stand firm against all the tricks, the plans, and the schemes that the enemy has. Stand firm against that. When you recognize that this thing is not and something is not of God, stand firm in the strength of God and the might of God and in the, in the ability of God. Stand firm against this thing. Because he's scheming all the time. He's scheming to capture you and I, to, to steal, kill, and destroy if he can. That's what he wants to do. He says, stand firm against the schemes of the, of the devil, for your struggle is not with flesh and blood. We often fight people. When God said, mm -mm -mm, that's not your warfare. That's not, see, actually, your warfare is about who the Lord is. Your warfare is about walking in his lordship. That's the warfare. Am I going to do it? Am I going to treat him as Lord? Am I going to do what he wants me to do? Or am I going to battle about it? See, a lot of people want him as Savior, but we don't want him as Lord. And he says, I am the Lord. I am the Christ. The anointed one. So we have this thing about, he says, you don't, you don't battle against flesh and blood. Your struggle's not there. He said, it's against rulers, against powers, against uh, world forces of this darkness. So there's world forces that's in the darkness it's against the spiritual forces of the wickedness that is in heavenly places. So he's beginning to tell you, the, scheme, the enemy's scheming and I'm preparing. The enemy's scheming and I'm preparing you. The enemy is scheming. The enemy's got plans. The enemy's got tricks. And, I, and I'm preparing in, in, in the process of having you prepared to be able to stand against them. Amen. Instead of falling into it, 
we are able to find that place that we can stand against it. Then he goes on and says, therefore take up the full armor of God, all of it, that you may be able to resist in the evil day. Resist in the evil day. Now this evil day is not a single day. It, it, it is a time of evil that has risen up. And that could be any time. It's not just a day. So he's telling us, he said, you know, you can resist when the evil day shows up at your home, at your school, in your marriage, in, in the church, in your, in your culture, in your society. When the evil day shows up, God tells us, you, you have the ability, and I'm preparing you in that day, for that day, in that day, to be able to stand against it and take a stand for him. And against the evil day. He said, resist, resist in the evil day. Then he says this. Here, here's, here's, a, here's a little phrase that most of us don't catch. What's the next phrase? Okay. Having done everything. Having done it all. Having done everything that you could. Having done everything. Having done everything, stand firm. So what's the prerequisite of standing firm? Having done everything. Sometimes we want to take a stand if we had not done anything. Does that make sense? You know, having done everything. What, what is some of the everything? We'll, we'll talk about that. Probably not today, but having done, having done everything. Uh, what is, just, just for a moment, what, is, what would be one of the everythings? Pray. Worship. I have to say it out loud. All right. Fasting. What else? Uh, what about way over here? Having, yeah, having done everything. See, or, hey, have you been generous? Well, no, we hadn't done everything. Are y'all getting, you understand? Uh, do you hear me? Have you, have, you, have you blessed your enemy? Well, then you hadn't done everything. Having done everything, everything the Lord's asked you, having done everything that you're supposed to do, he said, then you can take a stand. And you can stand firm. Well, I won't do all that. Well, guess what? You'll be laying down. You won't be standing. You understand what I'm saying? And he, does, he wants us to be a people that no matter what we face, we, we're standing firm because we're walking with God in everything, with all of our life, with everything we're doing. And he's saying, okay, when you stand, it'll work. You'll be able to resist What's coming? I, I'm, I look at the, he said, the enemy's coming with plans and schemes and tricks and, and all kind of stuff to get your attention. He's coming.
coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. True? He's not, you're not going to, you're not going to, you know, push him back one time and he's going to quit. But you know, the thing is, my Bible says when he comes during that time of evil, during that, during that session that he's, he's after you, he's after your family, he's after everything you got. My Bible says you will be able to resist him in that day. So we need to be resistors. <laughs> we need to be able to resist the schemes, the temptations, the things that he's bringing in to try to catch our, catch our, capture our eye and our heart. And we, I, no, no. And sometimes he may appear as an angel of light. Didn't say he was. The Bible says he may appear as an angel of light. That's the reason we need to know the word of God and the ways of God and the spirit of God. See, a lot of us know, know a, little, a little bit about the Bible. Some of us know a lot about the Bible, but we don't know his ways. Israel knew the acts of God. Moses knew his ways. You got to know the ways of God sometimes because everything, if you know something's written down, he says, don't do it. And the enemy says, do it. You know it by the word of God. But there may be another way that the enemy tries to deceive us. And if we don't know the way of God, we may be captured. See, God is saying, I'm building a people that no matter, have you all see the, the gladiator, yeah. gladiator, it, it, it's, it's, it's okay, I won't tell anybody you've been watching movies, <laughs> you know, if, if you saw gladiator, he said, no matter what comes, no matter what comes out of those gates, they don't know what's about to come. We don't really know everything what's about to come. But no matter what comes out of the gates, he says, he tells them, said, we will face it and we'll overcome it by becoming one. Becoming one. That's the same way with us and God. Well, no matter what's coming out of the gate of hell, my Bible says the church that he builds will do what? The gates of hell will not prevail against the church that he builds. There's a lot of man-made churches that won't be able to do it if it's focused around man. The one that he built, ones that Christ builds, gates of hell won't prevail against it. Shall he says, shall not prevail. So we have, we have all this stuff in the Bible so we can't reduce what God is saying and put more confidence in the evil, evil that's coming. That, and yeah, it's coming. So what? Yeah. 
you know, somebody said, trouble's on the way. And somebody told me that about a year ago. said, trouble is on the way. And I said, nah, trouble's already here. Yeah. And I'm trouble. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You take, the, you take the position that in God, I'm trouble for the enemy. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on God. Yeah. But all I got to do is walk in God, stay in God, lean in God, and, 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 and walk in his word. And he's walking with me. So we're trouble for the enemy. Do you hear what I'm saying? When he, when he opens up, unleashes the gates of hell, everything that he's got, and he says the church that he builds, it won't overtake that church. And by the way, church is not the building. We love this building. We thank God for the building. We do. We thank God for the people that started this church, Miss Phyllis. And uh, years and years ago, five couples started it. And five, look at what we have because of five couples committed to stand against the evil one to be able to have this, this place birthed. It's, it's, it's powerful. You know, there's a song that came out a few years ago. It was, it was Bring, on, Bring On the Rain. Y'all ever heard that song, Bring On the Rain? And I, I liked that song. I was, telling, I was singing it. And Brenda said, what? You, you sound like you're just asking for it. <laughs> when you say, bring it, bring it on, bring on the rain. You know? And I said, I ain't asking for nothing other than the fact that if the rain comes on, they don't worry us. I don't live in that kingdom. You don't live in that kingdom. Amen. The kingdom. Now, there are going to be some shaking going on, but it won't be his kingdom. So you and I don't need to be leaning on anything that can be shaken. And if God didn't say it, don't worry about it. Amen. Stand firm. That's what he's looking for. He is... He is wanting to bring his church to the completion of being able to stand firm against everything that the enemy has, no matter what he says, no matter what the enemy does, no matter, he wants us to be able to stand firm. You and I cannot witness to somebody with our behavior if people are panicking around us because of certain things, and all of a sudden we start doing what? And we start... We start panicking too. That's not a witness to anybody. You understand what I'm saying? We can't fall prey to what the world is doing when we need to be doing what God says to do. If, you, if you're around somebody they don't have any peace and you don't have peace, are you going to bring peace? No? You only give away what you have. If you're not walking in peace, if you don't have peace, when you're around people that need peace, you won't be able to give it to them. You can ask God to give it to them. 
It's not being mean. It's being at a place that he's given us everything that we need to be. He's given us everything that we need to have to be able to do what he wants us to do at any time he calls us to do it. But sometimes when God calls us to do something, one of the first things we say is what? I can't be God. (laughs) I said, listen, I said that same thing when this church had asked me to come on as the associate pastor years and years ago. I said, that can't be God. Pastor asked me to pray about it. And I said, okay. I walked away from him and I said, God, you don't want me to do that, do you? I didn't think so. Because I wasn't willing to do it. Because I didn't think that was God. And the reason I didn't think it was God is I knew me. I lived with me. Surely, God, you got somebody else better for this job than me. Eight months later, the pastor comes back and says, pray about it again. And I sincerely go pray about it. And it's one second, two seconds, three seconds. And all of a sudden, peace is just flooding me. And I hear the whisper, let the peace of God rule your heart. So I had a decision to make. Disobey God or obey God? And y'all see the decisions that I made, you know. So God is, God is good. God, God is good. But see, he'll ask, he'll ask us to do things that we don't think we can do. As a matter of fact, we can't without him. Okay. One thing you need to know, too, that having done everything, you, you can stand firm because that is his process in you. How I many would you be willing to just look over to your neighbor and say, God is still working on me? <laughs> now turn to him again. <laughs> And say, whether you know it or not, he's working on you too. (laughs) It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. I want to tell you something. When it, uh, this next portion of the Bible talks about the second, second Timothy three says, "But realize this: that in the last days, last days, last days, last days, last days, difficult times, perilous times are coming." Then he goes down and he says, For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable. You know what irreconcilable means? You can't reconcile. There'll be no peace between you. You know, I'm not going to do that. I don't care if you are right. Irreconcilable. It's about, <laughs> oh me, 
it's about like the two sisters, and one of them, one of them is very sick, and they're thinking she's not going to be here long, and they're twins, and and um, well, she comes up, she comes over, and one sister goes over and says, "Listen, I, you know, I know we've got some bad things between us, and and I just want to, I just want to ask you to forgive me. I forgive you, I forgive you." She takes two or three breaths and said, "But now." If you make it through this, <laughs> things ain't changed a bit. <laughs> See, that's the conditions that we often take, you know, about forgiving somebody. Having done everything, have you, have you have somebody in your life that you haven't forgiven? Because that's part of everything. No, but you don't, you, you don't know what they have done. I don't have to know. But I know what he says. You forgive as he has forgiven you. Okay. But the, this thing about the latter days. See, the latter days are not about the devil. The latter days are about the power of Jesus. Not about the devil. Yeah, you see all this, all this list of stuff. He says, malicious gossips. See, here's some things that you, you have to deal with. You're going to have to deal with people that are, they're not, they're not going to reconcile. They're going to gossip. They're going to be malicious in their gossip about you. They're going to be with self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, and it goes on and on. Holding a form of godliness, even though they denied the power. E Listen, every time you and I deny the power of God doing something, we become a form of godliness with no power. Every, every, every time we put God in a, a, a not possible category, we become a form of godliness, but we deny power. We revert back to a form of godliness when we don't believe God can do it. Um, so we, we see this, and Jude says this. Here's some, here's some of these other things that you're, you and I are going to have to face in people. Jude says they'll reject authority. We have that going on all over this nation. Policemen have no respect, mostly. No, they reject authority. They'll be, they'll revile, they'll, they'll verbally abuse things that they don't understand. And we're going to be recipients of that. They're going to be without fear and they'll only care about themselves. That's people that you're going to have to encounter. They're going to speak arrogantly. They're going to flatter people in order to gain an advantage over them. They're going to flatter you in order to, be, to gain an advantage over you. Listen, Russell Sellers preached here one time and, uh, when, when he was here. I think it was one of his first times preaching. And, uh, and he did a super job. He really did a super job. He was our youth pastor at that time. And, 
And there's probably about 20, 30 people came and patted him on the back. Great job, great job, great job, great job, great job. And I don't have a problem with that. I wasn't jealous a bit because he, you know, he did a great job. So they'd cleared out. So I went up to him and I hugged him. I said, great job, but you ain't all that. <laughs> he said, what? Great job, but you ain't all that. Don't get it stuck in your mind that you're all that. Because the same people sometimes that will pat you on the back will stab you in the back next go-round. Do you hear what I'm saying? Paul and them, Paul and them, they came into town and they treated them, the people treated them like gods until they found out that they weren't. And then they were the same, they were the same ones that said, ah, stone them. Let's stone them. You know, there's a saying that the crowd is fickle. Be careful with the crowd that you follow. Follow the Lord, even if you even have to stand alone. Follow the Lord. Follow the Lord. Are y'all with me? All right. So he goes on and he says, they're going to be mockers. They will, they will mock you. They will have, they will cause divisions. I hear a baby. I love babies. Hey there. Yeah, he, he would die, 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 die. And I said, I hear a baby. And I didn't see a baby. And all of a sudden, he came up above the chair like that. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, let's look at Second Peter 3. And it says, knowing this, first of all, that in the last days, mockers will come with their mocking. I thought that was kind of neat. They ain't not, they're not coming with happy things. Mockers are coming with mocking. They're going to be mocking you. They're going to be making fun of you. In this passage, it says, it, mocking you, it says, oh, where's the promise of his coming? Y'all been saying he's coming. Y'all been saying he's coming. Y'all been saying Jesus is coming. Where's the promise? That's just mock mockery. See, we can't bow up. <laughs> you can't. All you got to do is tell him. Well, he's not coming yet, but are you ready if he comes now? He wants to come for you whenever he comes. You don't have to. You don't have to debate. Okay. Uh, Matthew five, and we need. We need to close. Matthew 5 says, Jesus, men will cast insults at you. Men will persecute you. Men will say all kinds of evil against you falsely. On account of me. When they do these things on account of me... Blessed are you. You are blessed when you suffer for righteousness' sake. Now, if, you, if you've done things in suffering for your own sake, that's a learning moment. 
I don't need to do this again. But when you're suffering for his sake on account of his name, he said, they're going to they're give insults. And Luke adds this. Luke adds that they're going to hate you. They're going to ostracize you. And they're going to separate you. They're going to cancel you. <laughs> we, live, we live in a culture that has this cancel mentality. You don't agree with me? We'll see if we can cancel you. They'll do everything to make you insignificant. One of the things here it says, when it says that insult, insult means that you're non-essential. You ever heard that word? 2020? Non-essential. They deemed that the church was non-essential. How wrong they were. You're not essential. Non-essential. Persecute means to press hard and to cause you suffering. They will press hard to cause you suffering. And they won't finish until you are suffering. This is what we're going to have to stand against, stand firm against. Persecute. Stand hard for you to suffer. Revile. Assail you with abusive words. Scoff. They will belittle and ridicule you when they scoff at you. They'll criticize you. See, here's the thing about it. So are we ready for all of this? Are we ready to be able to stand? To stand in God when these things happen to us? We need to be. We need to be ready. God's preparing us. He's preparing us for all of that. See, whatever we go through, God's hand is in it. The enemy meant it for what? Evil. God allows it for what? You're good. Have you ever learned a God truth from a bad thing that happened? I have. Go through something real hard and difficult and not even pass the test and all of a sudden God reveals what he's after. Because he wants us all to become like Jesus Christ, his son, in everything that we do. So he wants us to be able to stand. He wants us to be able to stand firm, stand against everything that the enemy has for us, knowing that God is with us. There are some things that have happened in my life that were terrible, but I'm a better man today because of it. And why is that? Why is that? God. God. God knows how to turn things around and make you and I more like him. So are you ready for that this coming year? Are you ready to be able to take a stand? 
Well, let's stand to our feet. <laughs> Is there anybody in here today that does not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Is there anybody here that, that you're wandering through life, you thought you were born again, but you really realize you're just religious without a relationship? Is there anybody here today that would like to surrender to him today? Say, I want to surrender my life to Jesus Christ today. Anybody, just lift your hand. Anybody here? Okay. So we're all, we're all family. Well, did you get anything out of it? Okay. I, I did too. Come on back next week and we'll, we'll do part two of... And that's, that means the second part of what we did today. <laughs> Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your presence, for your love, for your spirit. God, there's people in here, including me, that's been delivered. And we say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You've healed us. We say thank you, Lord. We, we've been strengthened by your presence. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we don't want to stay exactly where we are. We want to continue to grow more into the likeness of Jesus. So help us to do that. And Lord, you said the righteous would be as bold as a lion. Bring that boldness to us that we would be able to stand being humble, but yet with the roar of the lion. We love you. We thank you. We worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Visitors, I'm going to meet you back at the, back at the door, okay? God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we hope today's worship and study of God's Word was encouraging to you. If we can help you in any way, please reach out to us by going to fathersvineyard.org. That's fathersvineyard.org. Thank you again, and we hope we can see and hear from you soon. Until next time.